When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. Let me get into this topic here. So now these uh, sports media streets... It's full of beef all over the place, right? We got different people beefing with each other. What am I talking about? As you guys know, uh, Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith are the two top dogs in the sports media world, especially if we're talking about corporate sports media guys that are on television. You know, Skip Bayless has his own show out there in FS1. Stephen A. Smith has his own show. Unquestionably, uh, the face of that network at ESPN, ESPN First Take, he has his, he has his own show there. But there's some there's some history. Uh, behind that show originally uh it was skip bayless's show and the show was originally called cold pizza skip bayless was essentially performing the role that you see Stephen a smith performing today on the show which is he's the constant and then you have a rotating uh uh, uh cast that comes in every day to debate uh, uh, Stephen a smith on a range of topics every single day originally that was skip bayless's position and Stephen a smith was a contributor on ESPN first take, then I think there was some sparks between the two of them. Then they elected to go with the two-man debate um, you know, format, and then it became ESPN first take, and then it was Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, and then left, and then Stephen A. Smith went back to the old format that Skip Bayless perfected, and then Skip Bayless shifted over to uh, FS1. About a year or so ago, there was a public dispute that took place uh, between St- Stephen A. Smith and and Skip Bayless, and it it was it was centered on the inception of not the inception, but the turning point for ESPN First Take when it really took off and started achieving astronomical ratings. And essentially, what happened was Stephen A. Smith went on a show, and to paraphrase, basically said Skip Bayless came to him seeking his need. He was like, I need your help to take the show to the next level. So can you please work with me? And Skip Bayless remembered it in a totally different way. And he pushed back on Stephen A. Smith and he took exception with some of the things that Stephen A. Smith said. Ultimately, the two gentlemen met in person. They had a conversation and they hashed it out. But Skip Bayless pushed back vehemently on Skip uh, on Stephen A. Smith. And if you go to his channel and if you look at his most popular videos, those were among the most popular shows that that channel produced. So what happened recently, um, they were kind of having this conversation where, uh, where essentially Stephen A. Smith started talking about the time when uh, ESPN first take it had a probationary period and basically Skip Bayless said the reason that that happened was because of some of the things that Stephen A. Smith said and then uh, Stephen A. Smith said no that wasn't the reason it was because of the Tim Tebow coverage and then Skip Bayless came back so they've kind of get they've, they've gotten into this back and forth and essentially what happened was last night Stephen A. Smith essentially produced a show responding 
to the last thing that Skip Bayless said, where he basically confronted the facts that he laid bare and said, no, you're absolutely wrong. So what we want to do is we actually want to play a little bit of what Skip Bayless said that Stephen A. Smith is responding to because it's going to give Stephen A. Smith's comments more context. So what we want to do is we want to explain, we want to play what Skip Bayless had to say in terms of what really happened at ESPN First Take, and then we're going to come back. Take a listen to what Skip Bayless had to say here. When he revises history about early First Take, I am going to respond. When he says that I told the truth about something, but not the whole truth about that something, then I am going to tell the utterly complete truth about that something, as I'm about to do right now. And then Stephen A. subsequently, I'm pretty sure it was on his podcast, made the case that I was a big reason that we were on probation. He, he also took some blame on himself because he had been suspended, he said, over some remarks he'd made about the Ray Rice situation. Well, it's true he was suspended, but just for the record, that happened a year and a half after Richard Sherman happened. So that suspension had nothing to do with us being on, on probation at this point, March the 7th, 2013. I'll get to the why of it in just a moment. But Stephen A. is saying that the bosses at ESPN did not like my Tim Tebow coverage. And that was a reason, if not a big reason, that we were on probation in March of 2013. By the way, my Tim Tebow coverage happened two football seasons back, two back in 2011. And again, Richard Chern happened March the 7th of 2013. So I'm going to quote Stephen A. Again, I think it's from his podcast. He says, that's the part that Skip left out. I wasn't the only reason that probationary period per se, for that probationary period per se, it existed because the network wanted to make sure that our show wasn't one that just generated ratings, but one that didn't cause them embarrassment and shame. Stephen A. goes on to say, the public had accused Skip Bayless of being a caricature of himself. And even though Skip was very proud of his Tim Tebow coverage, the bosses weren't necessarily enamored with it. And Stephen A. goes on to say, now, I didn't want to talk about Tebow every day. Stephen A. joined me full-time late in that football season of 2011. So he says, now, I didn't want to talk about Tebow every day, but to be fair to Skip, it did elevate the popularity of the show to some degree. What? To some degree? In the end, says Stephen A., the bosses weren't too happy with it, and that's where the probational period came from, too. So I thought Skip left that out, so I wanted to make sure I highlighted that. <sighs> Stephen A., I love you, man, with all my heart and soul. 
but that is just so wrong. The biggest reason we were on probation, actually the reason we were on probation, was something that Rob Parker said about Robert Griffin on first take. This was in December of 2012. So in December of 2012, Rob, as a contributor who came, occasionally came in to sit with us on first take, made some remarks that unfortunately got him fired. So you heard what Skip had to say in that soundbite. According to Skip, that's how the events unfolded. It was something that Stephen A. Smith did. And then um, he was like, but th these are things that had happened prior to that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what happened? Stephen A. Smith released a show yesterday for a Stephen A. Smith podcast. And it was kind of like a summary show. He spoke a little bit about uh, Shannon Sharp's debut on the ESPN first take. We actually covered that talking about it, it was the second most viewed show of the year uh the only show that had more views than that was the day after the super bowl but yet that's that those two show the, the first show i think generated seven hundred and twenty-four thousand uh viewers and then the second show generated over half a million viewers so he talked about that but then towards the end of his show he decided to address the comments that skip bayless made to basically set the facts straight and basically say skip i have no reason to lie to you this this situation ain't even all of that for me to be lying about it anyway so what we want to do is want to play what stephen a smith had to say here in response to skip bayless and we'll come come back and give you guys our closing thoughts take a listen to that there skip bayless that is not the whole truth and nothing but the truth so help you god so i don't mean to go against you or god himself but I'm going to, in this particular instance, if the Lord himself disagreed with you, or agreed with you and disagreed with me, rather, I'm going to go against that. Um, love you too, brother. Always will. Um, but let's get one thing straight right now. I don't lie. And I'm certainly not saying that you do, but I don't. Ain't important enough to lie, to be quite honest with you. So let's set the record straight with, specifically that point i don't recall my suspension being a part of the uh probationary period i don't recall bringing that up because that did happen in 2014 you're absolutely right and you are right when you bring up rob parker and what he wants your colleague at fox sports one now um and those of you by the way who don't know rob parker and i are very close rob parker is a mentor and a friend who has been my friend for nearly 40 years and to put it in his proper perspective he's the godfather to my youngest daughter that's how close rob parker and i are so i don't bring that up to throw anything in his direction but skip was right about that being a part of the probationary period what skip is either wrong about or has forgotten was that the honchos at ESPN were not happy with the constant Tebow coverage every day. Jamie Horowitz was happy, our former boss. Skip was very happy. The ratings, it was generating ratings. Nobody's saying it was failing. But because the show was about Tim Tebow every day before I arrived, that was a problem for the bosses, Skip. You know that. So much so, Skip, 
Remember when you wondered aloud in a very stressful fashion? And I'm not getting in anybody's private business. I would never do that to you. You felt they gave you the impression that they were ashamed of the Tebow coverage and you pounded your fist on the table and said, I'm proud of it. And I should be proud of it because we had the ratings. And I said to you, yeah, but we might not need to tell them that because we want to get on in the afternoons. Remember that? I do. No one is saying that Tim Tebow did not generate ratings. Nobody is saying that the show was not successful. Nobody is saying that the public at large, while some people abhorred it, a lot of people loved it. Nobody is saying that. All I'm saying is that by name, John Skipper, Norby Williamson, and John Waldhack, the three bosses who were in charge of ESPN at that time, was not proud of the coverage. So you heard what uh, Stephen A. Smith had to say in response to Skip Bayless there. Here are my thoughts. This thing is turned into like one big back and forth of he said, she said. Like, uh, to be to be to be totally honest with you, like who really cares how or what happened in the past? But these two gentlemen have extremely big egos, and I've noticed that both of them like to have the last word. Stephen A. Smith can never be wrong about anything. He can never be wrong. Uh, he always has to have the last word. And that's the same with Skip Bayless. And maybe Skip Bayless takes it even to even, you know, he takes it. His is like way too extreme. And I saw that when it, uh, you know, when that DeMar Hamlin situation happened and then the next day Shannon Sharp came in and, Steve, and Skip Bayless basically said, no, I stand on my thought. I stand on what I said. Like I stand on it. Right. Knowing that, bro, this wasn't necessarily necessarily the appropriate uh, thing to say. To be quite honest with you, this particular situation here, I think a lot of us are sitting here scratching our heads saying, who cares? Like, who cares what happened? This happened over five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine years ago, 10 years ago. Like, who really cares? That's number one. Number two, um, both of these gentlemen have clearly moved on. Like, Stephen A. Smith has moved on to do his own thing. Skip Bayless has moved on to do his own thing. Uh, Skip Bayless made it, you know, made it his duty to go at fs1 and really make those guys a competitor to espn and in some aspects they've achieved that stephen a smith took what was already a great show and and took it to the next level they're both very successful uh St stephen a smith and skip bayless right now are competing let's just be honest about it uh, espn fired a lot of high profile front-facing uh personalities there at the network and fs1 gobbled up a good amount of them they got rachel nichols they got uh, Keyshawn Johnson, they got Michael Irvin. All of these people used to be employed by ESPN, right? Skip Bayless has adopted uh, the format that he used to have on Cold Pizza, right? And then Stephen A. Smith went out there and poached one of the people they got let go of at FS1 by Shannon Sharp and bringing him into the fold, which we're going to get to a little bit later because there was a pretty interesting uh, tweet, uh, excuse me, post that Stephen A. Smith made on uh, Instagram. I believe it was yesterday or the day before. So to me, listen, both of these guys are wildly successful. They're making millions of dollars. I think most people don't care. 
to be quite honest with you. They don't care what happened because, okay, so this happened there, this happened there. What 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 is it? What is it? What is it really going to change? We already know what happened. You know, Skip has gone on to make his money. Stephen A. Smith has gone on to make his money, but um, you know, they just love to respond back and forth to each other. And I'm pretty sure that they figured out something, which is these back and forths that they have in the media. I mean, the public generate views and ratings they understand that and i think it's one of the reasons that they're doing it they understand that if we react to what this person said and i react to what that person said it could generate some buzz and i think that's one of the reasons that they're doing it apart from the fact that they want to uh assure that their side of the story is being told now if you're enjoying this show be sure to follow us on facebook at dreamers pro official instagram at dreamers pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show now let's continue to the next segment as you guys know uh we produced the live show yesterday we were amongst the the few people not the few people the first batch of people that broke the news on the internet that uh team usa their basketballs men's basketball team had been eliminated from the fiba games and they lost to Germany. I think, I don't remember the points margin, but they lost pretty, pretty, pretty handily, right? It wasn't like, if it was just like nail biter. Germany beat them fair and square. And that surprised a lot of people. We did a live about that. And I expressed my thoughts to quickly summarize uh, what I said in that live. I essentially said that, number one, it looks like uh, we have plumbers. Uh, we have some plumbers and firemen also in this current era. Apparently so. Because in the past, all I heard was that they were just plumbers and firemen. But it looks like we got some plumbers in this particular era as well. I don't know. Y'all help me figure it out. This is the most skilled, physically advanced set of NBA players in NBA history. And it just got smacked twice in the span of two weeks. First was by Lithuania when they lost, I believe, 110 to 104. And then now they just got eliminated by Germany. But hey, who knows? Maybe I, maybe I missed something. So I went up there and I said that I also spoke about the fact that it would have been, would have been nice to see some of the higher profile players compete within this competition but then some people said it's no big deal uh you know the bigger names are going to be competing maybe in the olympics all right we'll see we'll see no problem we can hold on to that but then as we were doing the live show i noticed uh some comments kind of flying in the comment section because it's very I, I it's hard for me to follow those because they come in so fast and if i read them I'm going to lose my train of thought. But I noticed, I kept on seeing the name, no allows, no allows, laughing emoji, no allows, no allows, laughing emoji, no allows, laughing emoji. I was like, oh, and then people were like, you know, referring to what he said. So for those of you who don't remember, essentially about two or three weeks ago, no allows, no allows, the American Sprint uh, uh, track star basically went out there and won the 100 meter uh, dash, right? Hell of an athlete, hell of an athlete represented his country uh, tremendously. So he went out there and won. Then he was sitting in the press room being interviewed and I don't know what brought up the question. I don't know what brought up the question or the comment or whatever it was, but out of nowhere, he all of a sudden decided that, you know what, it's time for me to take a, you know what on some of these NBA players. And he basically went into this little mini rant where he was cracking on these dudes. Like, yo, hold up, hold up. Y'all are over here talking about y'all the world champs. Y'all ain't the world champions or nothing. And his comments got under people's skin so much that some NBA players like Kevin Durant, Kev, uh, 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 Kendrick Perkins, um, um, uh, and a list of other NBA players came back at him like, yo, what's up with son? So what we want to do is want to quickly play what he had to say. It's a very short clip, and then we're going to come back and react to his comments. Take a listen to what Noel Lyles had to say about uh, the NBA championship. Take a listen to that there. You know, the thing that hurts me the most 
is that I have to watch the NBA Finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? <laughs> the United States? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I, I love the US at times. <laughs> but that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> so you heard what he had to say, right? Now, those comments that he made got under a lot of people's skin. But apart from that, it sparked this huge conversation in the sports world and beyond about whether or not it, uh, are the NBA champions or the team that wins the NBA championship, are they considered the world champion? And this brought out everybody to give their two cents. Even my cousin messaged me like, yo, did you hear what DJ said? Are you going to be talking about it? Like, yes, I'm going to be talking about it. But basically, people like Stephen A. Smith and others basically came out to say that Noah Laos was ignorant for making those comments because the best players in the world play in the NBA. So whenever an NBA team wins a championship, they should be considered the world champions. And other people out here were like, wait a minute, this is absolute stupidity. How can an NBA team playing against another NBA team in the United States win a championship be considered the world championship when there are other teams and leagues around the world? How is this possible? The NBA is not the only league. It is the National Basketball Association, not the International Basketball. So there was this back and forth about it, right? People were agreeing with him. People were disagreeing with him. Then Team USA loses. And apparently, Noah Lyles decided to jump on the troll a wagon and basically go out there and laugh at some of these cats. So we actually got this information uh, from FadeawayWorld.net. So I want to read a little bit about from this article. It says, Noah Lyles trolls Team USA after FIBA World Cup elimination against Germany. The article continues on. Recently, we saw Team USA shockingly lose in the FIBA World Cup to Germany, 111-113. That was definitely a shock to a lot of observers as Team USA was widely viewed as the favorite to win gold ahead of the tournament. Uh, now the best they can get is bronze and that is if they manage to beat Canada on Sunday. There is no doubt that a lot of people roasted Team USA after the loss. One of them was Noah Lyles. The world championship sprinter attacked the NBA for calling their title winners world champions. We saw Lyles like posts on Twitter following Team USA's el elimination with posts suggesting he was right about the NBA. Now, we're going to put up some of the images of posts that he likes. So here are some of the images where Noah allows. You see one uh, where he liked the tweet there. You see another one where Germany on, on Bleacher Report, he liked that one there. And there's another one where he likes all of these different tweets where it's him essentially going at, uh, what is it, at Team USA. And, uh, you know, he, he was basically having, you know, uh, uh, cracking some fun, making some, you know, having fun, making fun of the Team USA team. So here are my thoughts on this. Number one, worked out perfectly for him because on the live we produced in the comments, people were saying Noah Lyles is somewhere right now cracking up, laughing at these NBA players after talking all of that mess. They then went out there and lost and, 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 and lost the game. And he said, so wait a minute, how can you be world champs? When you just lost in that game. To me, it was idiotic to even begin with. It was idiotic. It's like maybe some people don't understand 
ge geography. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it. Maybe some people think that the United States is like the world. I don't know what it is. It was it was it was, so, it was like this ins insulated view of the world, which was alarming and shocking to a lot of people. Like, wait a minute, what? How can you take a position like this? Um, on a larger scale, uh, I think the international game has caught up to the NBA players. I think that if they go in there thinking that, oh, they're just going to go out there and beat these boys, they got, they're going to have a rude awakening. Why do I say this? I listen to some people, for example, Keyshawn Johnson, say, oh, no, there's no big deal. Yeah, we're going to get our best players and we're going to send them out there and they're, and they're going to be just fine. Uh, 2004. 2004, the NBA sent their best players and they got the bronze that year. In 2004, Allen Iverson, Tim Duncan, Lamar Odom, LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, Dwayne all of these guys were on that team and they got the bronze. In 2008, if you go look at the game that they won in the Olympics finals, I believe it was against Spain, it was a very, very competitive game. It didn't look like the USA just ran away with that game. They were competing and it took some clutch plays down the stretch from Kobe and others to ensure that they won that game. USA isn't beat, isn't blowing out teams in the semifinals, quarterfinals, or the final. It ain't happening. So to still have this mental disposition of basically we're just going to go out there, roll out of bed, go out there and beat these guys. You're going to have a rude awakening. Another thing that I wanted to cover in the live that I didn't get a chance to cover that I'm going to cover here is that this small ball lineup is getting destroyed on an international stage. This small ball lineup that these guys like to roll out there, it ain't going to happen. And some of the best big men in the NBA are not American born. So you cannot send Joel Embiid to go play. You cannot send Nikola Jokic to go play. Giannis is not playing. All of these guys are going to be playing for their respective countries. So which leaves us with who? Anthony Davis? Anthony Davis ain't going to go play. Jaron Jackson Jr., I think the defensive player of the year. Well, you saw him there. So who are they sending? So to just automatically assume that, oh, all we're going to do is we're going to put our best players, they're going to go out there, they're going to see us, they're going to genuflect, and they're going to get afraid because they're going to see Kevin Durant, they're going to see LeBron James, they're going to see all of these guys, and they're just going to bow down to us, and, us, and, and, and we're going to win the game, speaks to the alarming amount of hubris that exists within these people's thinking. To just think that these guys are just going to roll over. You got to go play tactical basketball. And when it comes to tactics, those European teams play it to a T. Let me give you guys the coaching staff of the Team USA that just lost. Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, and Tyron Lue. These guys are arguably considered the best three NBA coaches in the NBA today. And they couldn't even formulate a roster and schemes to go out there and win. So to think that, oh, all it's going to take is for us to just plug in these players and so you're going to play everybody on the court. Is it not a five-on-five -five game? This is how you get beat. The minute you start underestimating your competition is when you get beat. All this sounds like is hubris, complacency, and, and, and a laissez-faire approach. And this is how you get beat. Going and thinking, oh, nothing's going to happen to me because it's us. After all, I mean... Who can who can be who can stand in front of us? This is how you lose. So the USA is going to have to address a lot of things. One of them being predominantly being the size issue. And Giannis ain't going to be on Team USA. Nikola Jokic ain't going to be on USA. 
uh, uh, Joel Embiid ain't going to be on you. And those are the three best big men in the NBA. Unless you're hoping that Anthony Davis, who is reluctant to play the five, is going to suit up and go play for Team USA. Good luck making that happen. So to me, it's going to be pretty interesting. If these guys don't get their act together, they'll go in there and lose too. You can't just assume that, oh my God, we're just going to go out there and beat these guys. It took a Herculean effort from Kevin Durant to win the last Olympics. But we'll see. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. As you guys know, um, Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith made some major waves uh, this week with Shannon Sharp's debut on ESPN First Take. It was highly anticipated before he even came on that show. Um, maybe the Friday before the weekend, before he, he debuted this Monday, they released a podcast. That podcast, I believe, in two days generated one point. I think over 1.6 or 1.7 million views. Like it generated a ton of views. They had individual segments when they were arguing over who's better, Michael Jordan or uh, uh, LeBron James. And I believe all of this obviously was calculated. Uh, it was a primer to get people ready for their show on Monday. So what happened? Shannon Sharp debuts on Monday. They have an electrifying show, although some people want to hold on to the fact that he called Stephen A. Smith skip two times. And then the following day, Stephen A. Smith did something which I thought was absolutely hilarious. He went and got a name sticker where he put Stephen A. Smith so Shannon Sharp uh, would not make the same mistake. So that was pretty hilarious too, right? Pretty hilarious. And then yesterday, we produced a show around the numbers uh, that came out yesterday, which had to do uh, with the ratings surrounding that show. And essentially what happened was the debut of Shannon Sharp on ESPN First Take actually generated record-breaking numbers. And I want to read a little bit. Yeah, we want to read a little bit. Uh, what is it? From thespun.com. And basically, the article starts off with the headline saying, TV viewership numbers for Shannon Sharp's First Take debut emerge. On Monday, Hall of Fame tight end Shannon Sharp made his debut on ESPN's First Take. That episode turned out to be a massive hit with the general public. According to Front Office Sports, this Monday's episode of First Take averaged 754,000 viewers. That made it the second most watched episode of the year for ESPN's debate show. ESPN ratings for Sharp's debut episode on First Take uh, trumped FS1's Undisputed, which had 215,000 viewers that day. Clearly, sports fans were eager to see how Shannon Sharp would interact with Stephen A. Smith, especially after spending seven years debating Skip Bayless. ESPN's TV ratings for First Take could receive another boost fairly soon. Pat McAfee is expected to join ESPN, uh, join Smith and uh, Sharp every Tuesday on First Take. Per the same report from Front Office Sports, his loyal fan base will most likely want to hear what he has to say on that platform. And then the article goes on to say a few other things. I also read that the second episode or the second show, which was the Tuesday show, generated over half a million. I mean, crazy stuff. Uh, half a million, half a million live viewers uh, tuned in to listen. Uh, what is it to that exchange there that Stephen A. Smith had with Shannon Sharp on uh, ESPN? Um, what is it? ESPN first take. So this morning I was doing some research. And I came across an article from 
what is it? Awfulannouncing.com. That absolutely floored me because I couldn't believe what I was actually reading. And I want to read this article to you. So let me get into what this article says here. It says Stephen A. Smith hints at Shannon Sharp being the successor on first take. What I want to do is now, even before reading that article, let me put up the tweet that Stephen A. Smith put up, the, 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 the post. If you go to his Instagram page, he shared this a day ago. It reads, front office sports Shannon Sharp position as perfect successor to Stephen A. Smith. Smith has only two years left on his current deal and is eyeing entertainment, politics, and acting. Sharp will get revenge on Skip Bayless regardless, joining a show with an audience nearly three times the size of Undisputed by Mark McCarthy. And this was published on August 24, 2023. Stephen A. Smith posts this. And then it's and then he only at Shannon Sharp. Now let me get to the article. Article says Shannon Sharp signed on ESPN, signed on with ESPN to be on ESPN to be an ESPN uh, first take contributor. But he also might be Stephen A. Smith's successor in waiting. Last month, Mike M Michael McCarthy wrote an article for the front office sports speculating that Sharp could eventually take over for Smith on ESPN first take. Thursday night, Smith shared the article on social media about two weeks after it was written, and Friday morning, Sharp did the same. Even without offering any additional insight or context, Smith and Sharp sharing the article gave credence to the speculation. After parting ways with FS1 and Skip Bayless on Undisputed, Sharp signed a deal with ESPN to join Smith on First Take every Monday, Tuesdays, and Tuesday during NFL season. Even though Sharp is now amongst a lengthy amongst a lengthy cast of rotating contributors that also includes Chris Mad Dog Russo, JJ Reddick, Mark Spears, Ryan Clark, and Pro Football Hall of Famer is uh the Pro Football Hall of Famer is undisputedly the most seasoned uh debate artist uh, on the show after spending the last seven years alongside Bayless. But Smith didn't share any any article that portrayed Sharp as his toughest opponent on first take. He shared a headline that named Sharp his possible successor. For, for that to be true, Smith would have been gearing up to exit the show. What are my thoughts on this? Number one, there could be some truth to this. And I'll tell you why. The reason I'm saying that there could be some truth to this is based on the things that I've seen Stephen A. Smith do. And based off of some of the things that I've seen Stephen A. Smith say. Stephen A. Smith has gone on various shows to talk politics. I've seen him on Fox News. I've seen him on other shows. Stephen A. Smith has also been known to be an actor, I think for the show General Hospital, but he's not an actor per se. But, he's, but he has expressed some interest in that. Stephen A. Smith has also said on numerous occasions that he would love to get into the late night hosting uh, uh, business where he where he's just not relegated to talking sports. And he's also said that he has a larger range of interests that go beyond sports. If you follow the Stephen A. Smith podcast, he talks about the NBA. He talks about the NFL. He talks about societal issues and he talks about politics. He's also talking about things on that podcast that he cannot talk about on ESPN because ESPN is a highly regulated platform. 
and there's certain things you can say and there's certain things you cannot say. So if an opportunity was presented to Stephen A. Smith where he could pursue other things that he's interested in, such as, I don't know, if he wants to be a late night host of some, of some television show, I think he would jump at the opportunity because I don't think he is someone that has said he's going to be in the sports media uh, uh, landscape for the rest of his career. This is something that he himself has said. So if an opportunity is presented to him, I think he may jump at that. Number two, Shannon Sharp has never hosted his own show. He's always been an addition to somebody else's show. That's the role he played on FS1. That is the role he's going to be playing now. And who knows in the future if Shannon Sharp would be willing to take on the challenge of playing a role that Stephen A. Smith may play uh, is playing uh, currently. Now, can Shannon Sharp talk about a range of different sports? Yes. We know he can talk about the NFL for sure. We know he can talk about the NBA. Those are already two of the three biggest sports leagues in the United States. And of course, you have the MLB. Uh, you have other things. But Shannon Sharp has proven that he has the work ethic to be able to 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 develop the knowledge in those other fields to go out there and feel comfortable enough to talk about different sports on television. And if he's playing the same role of a Stephen A. Smith, he could bring in experts in those fields that have a 100% grasp on the topic. And he can now kind of, uh, what is it, react to some of the things that they're saying where he doesn't have to be the predominant or the authority rather on the subject matter. So I think that Shannon Sharp has shown that he has the ability to learn different skill sets. Number two, why would it make sense for Shannon? When, uh, Shannon and ESPN first take, well, number one, Shannon Sharp, according to some of the research that we've conducted, has the most popular uh, podcast in the category, in the category that his podcast is in. So Shannon Sharp has a huge following. You saw the bump that he was able to bring to the show on his debut when he generated over when he, when the show generated over 750 something thousand uh viewers 754,000 viewers that day and it was the second rated show second highest rated show of the year so he's shown that he can bring in an audience he's shown that so to me i wouldn't be surprised if Shannon Sharp ultimately in the future uh uh if he was offered that position would do it and i don't think that Stephen A Smith is somebody uh, that would be against that as long as he has something that he's leaning into. For him to be spending as much time as he's spending on his podcast, given the fact that he's full, he's a full-time employee of ESPN, but still going out there and putting forth the effort to go and do a one-hour, one-and-a-half-hour, sometimes two-hour show, it shows you that he's already thinking beyond ESPN. And what he may be doing is leveraging the platform that he currently is working for to build his audience, which is smart, which is very, very smart. That's the same thing that Shannon Sharp did at FS1. The only person that I saw come into the system without being on television and then took his profile to another level was J.J. Reddick with the old man in the three. J.J. Reddick already had a successful podcast before he got to ESPN. And then when he got to ESPN, he had the constant visibility of being on that large platform. And then it catapulted his his, his podcast into a totally different realm. So to me, um, although 
they didn't make any comments about this. Yes, obviously, there's a possibility that they could be poking fun at the public. Like, hmm, this is posted out there and have a laugh while we sit here having a Coke and uh, eating some peanuts or whatever it is. And let's just laugh at people's reaction. Obviously, that could be a possibility. But what I do know for a fact is that Stephen A. Smith is interested in more thing and other things be, uh, other than uh, other than sports. He likes politics. He likes politics. If he could run for some type of political office, he would do it. I honestly believe he would. So if an opportunity presented itself, like let's say maybe Fox Fox News was willing to give him give him his own talk show, I think he would do it. I think he would roll the dice and do it and do something else. He's already making a boatload of money every single year. So it's not like as if he's starving for money. It's not like saying, oh my God, if it doesn't work, I'm going to be broke for the rest of my life. He's a multi, multi millionaire. So I don't think money is the issue. I think maybe he's just getting bored of doing the same thing for going on three decades. And for Shannon Sharp, it would be a new challenge. And Shannon Sharp has already proven that he is a star. Like whatever we think about him, He's a star. Like, whatever the it is, he has it. I may disagree with his LeBron views. Apart from that, the guy is, he has it. Like, he has it. If you're going to name five people in sports media, you got to name Shannon Sharp in there as well. Whether you like it or not, he got it. So, obviously, a lot of this is speculation. But for Stephen A. Smith to even put it out there, you know, um, it says something. Obviously, he could be poking fun at front office sports. I don't know. But for him to even give it the time of day and to post it on his social media page, it says something, right? Is it going to happen? No one knows. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.